coming soon to a theater near you. It's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, The Mantle to My Crust, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? I'm in such a form. I'm in um, a very Tucci mood. You got a case of the Tucci's? case of the Tucci's. I think this is the first Stanley Tucci, right? Uh, no. I think Tucci's been in before. Let me take a quick look at our backlog. We're getting to the point where I can't—I don't remember every movie we've covered. Right. Uh, Only took two years. I might be thinking of Tobolowski. Oh, Steven yeah. yeah. Tobolowski. I also watched Groundhog's Day yesterday. <laughs> well, he was also in um, Christian Mingle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, Tucci, Tucci, I think I think Stanley Tucci is a mood, don't you think? Like, oh yeah, I mean, no, no matter what he's in, he's a mood. Yeah, yeah. When I realized it was him in the film, I remembered that character in the film, like, but I didn't remember that it was mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci. And when I saw him, I was like, oh hell yeah! Like, very excited to watch, I mean, watch Stanley Tucci do Tucci stuff. You had the Bruce Greenwood experience, like I did when we watched iRobot. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, Bruce Greenwood's yeah, Bruce Greenwood's in this. Holy shit! I was stoked. But yeah. Uh, playing Conrad Zimski, which is a great name. It is. I'm realizing now I should have said you were the unob to Mitanium, which would have been a better yeah. joke, but here we yeah. are. I looked into that, by the way, because I think we talked about it briefly when we were just talking mm-hmm. about the core last episode. It may have gotten cut because of being a side conversation. Yeah, maybe. But, <laughs> but I was looking into the unobtainium thing because I'm like, that's what the metal in Avatar mm-hmm. is called, too. The thing that, um, um, that they want to mine from the planet. And... When I was looking into it, uh, I found out that unobtainium is a commonly used word in a lot of sci-fi stuff, Mm -hmm. I guess, for metal that doesn't actually exist, but is stronger than anything we've ever seen before. Like, it's... it's, That may be why Aaron Eckhart seems so amused in the movie that he called it unobtainium. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's a geology professor. You know he's a nerd. Yeah, right. Well, I got really um, sad because... when Aaron Eckhart is introduced into the movie, he's giving mm-hmm. like a lecture to some very uninterested <laughs> freshmen. So, if we know the sound waves gain wavelength and lose frequency as they travel through more dense materials, then the anomalies in these waves are the means by which we can surmise the fundamental architecture of our planet. How are the nails coming, Christine? <laughs> Good. All right, let's have a demonstration. And he <laughs> was doing this whole thing where he was testing like sound waves going through rock with the trumpet. And the FBI guys interrupt him before he did the second part of the lesson. He like blew it into limestone and you saw the yeah, result. Never... And then we never saw what the actual lesson was because they're like, can you come with yeah. us? And I'm like, wait, no, I want to see what he was going to do <laughs> with the other piece of rock. What was it like? Uh, Watching it again, because I saw it recently with my roommate once they put it on Netflix. I watch it because I watch this movie obsessively as a child i saw it quite a few times. i saw this movie at least probably three times a week for a year at really? least like oh man i love the core okay we'd be hanging out and we just put on the core like we'd be doing other stuff but it would be on wait till we get to leave extraordinary gentlemen and then i'll talk to you about <laughs> obsession but the core was a movie that i watched as incessantly as a, like a teen preteen. i think this actually came out uh in around 9 11 yeah 
because that was a thing I was reading, looking through some of the reviews, is that one of the reasons like Stanley Tucci and Aaron Eckhart and Hilary Swank agreed to do this movie was because they didn't think that any serious movies were going to be made mm-hmm. like around that time. So they were just kind of like looking for something. Yeah. Apparently Aaron Eckhart says that like he went for the table read and was utterly surprised to find Hilary Swank and Stanley Tucci there. Like, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I-, I read that too. And it was kind of like they were taking on roles because they just didn't know what the industry mm-hmm. was going to be like. Right. Yeah. After after that. And, you know, as far as yep. like what we're going currently going through with this global pandemic, uh-huh. like as far as a disaster movie, uh-huh. it was pretty OK. It wasn't it wasn't anxiety yeah. inducing. It was mainly just pretty. No, I mean, it was pre- pretty fun. A great way to keep the, the fun and lightness of a comedy podcast going is to bring up the ghost of 9-11 and then mention the global yeah, pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> but no, I agree. Like, I think because the disaster movie was so, like, it wasn't, the response to this disaster wasn't a global response. It was like eight people in a ship heading to the center of the yeah. earth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of disaster movies, it's like you see EMTs and response teams, and that's like where the like anxiety kind of rises again about it. This one, it was like basically a lot of people on Rotten Tomatoes compared it to Armageddon, mm-hmm. which I mean, it is kind of similar, and it's like that. It's less. The, there's a disaster movie happening. The response team isn't dealing with that. They're dealing with this over here to solve it, which yeah. like I think is one reason it's still. I I also saw a lot of comparisons to Armageddon, and like the mm-hmm. main comparison is that uh, the core is a little more serious as far as like the characters, mm-hmm. where is the Armageddon is like. They're kind of like a, a bunch of like not the A team, right? They're probably like the F team, right? right? You know, like it's they're not the they're not the best of the best. I've not seen it. Okay. Um Armageddon. Remind me, that's the one with the asteroid and they train miners to be astronauts. Yeah, correct? yeah. They're like oil miners. Okay. So like that's the entire space team, like that are landing on the planet because they're deemed the best. Uh the best of the best to handle the mining job. Good. But yeah, I mean I like the movie. I love the movie. It's so dumb. And like, but I still love it. Like it legitimately a lot. It is stupid. Yeah. In a way. But, and it does feel like somebody pointed this out. A lot of the, I don't have that many tomatoes this week because a lot of people mostly had like coherent thoughts, but one of them was just like, you know, you're in for a good movie when somebody says something's impossible and somebody uncommunically goes, but what if it isn't? <laughs> it's just like, okay, here we go. Like, well, and like Stanley Tucci has like a, major meltdown after they decide to like not turn back you're a bunch of suicidal morons what are you crazy plan c restart the course somehow oh that's a great idea that's a brilliant idea i can't believe i'm stuck in this floating septic tank with you lunatics you may have nothing to lose you may have nothing to lose you may have nothing to lose but i have my life to lose thank you very much while you're up now turn it around you told us to go back and we're going back why? You want to be a hero? You want to be a martyr? What do you want to be? You're out of your mind! Thank you! Turn it around! No, I'm gonna die like this! You want to die like this? If you want to die like this, you! Shut up! It's not a stupid ship. I had to. Had to happen sometime. Justifiable, he's like, "Oh, we're just gonna go there and figure something out." Like, or like, yeah. Their plan is IDK my BFF Jill. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've mentioned them. We've talked about them. I think it's time to drill down for some daddy's tomatoes. Squishy. Deep squish. Deep squish. 
Oh, all right. We'll use, we'll use the alternate cut. Okay. All right. Our first review comes from Aaron G, who gave us two and a half stars. It was meh. Okay, this review needs more words. End of review. What? So they basically said, this is meh. Decided, I can't just have that short of a review. So then added, okay, this review needs more words. End of review. So they just tacked on that sentence because they didn't thought it was just meh. was too short of a review. This is just making me think of license to meh. You know, we've all been there at school, and you know, you're in school, you're writing a paper, you need like another half a page, so your sentences get a lot longer. As someone who is currently writing a 30 page paper for my grad school, uh, my final grad school Uh project, yeah, very much so. It's just like, I don't miss that. Yeah, it's not fun. Our second review here comes from Stanley C., who gave this one star. Probably the most idiotic science fiction and actual science blended movie ever made. I have no interest in earth geology whatsoever. Earth geology belongs in documentaries and textbooks, not in fictional Hollywood fantasy. I only watched this because I was required to in my elementary school's sixth grade science. End of review. That's scary because there's a lot of bad science in this movie that they're showing this movie yeah, in, of... in like middle school. I think, I think the idea is more, hey, they talk about the earth's mantle crust and core a lot and where they are and what they're kind of made up of that's the that's the real science everything else is just but like there's a whole section of the movie where they go into this pocket with all these crystals and they're like where the fuck are we yeah. what is happening it's like a subterranean geode i don't know why you have a problem with this yeah. i don't know why you're why you're having problems madison it's a subterranean geode yeah of course, this was definitely one of those movies. I probably watched this at some point in school. They probably showed it at some point. Um, it was probably after they had shown us Apollo 13 for three times in a row. Um, and that one time we yeah. got to watch Gattaca. And that other time we got to watch Evolution, which, oh boy, Evolution is not a, not a movie. They showed children Evolution? Yep. High school. Doesn't have a sequel. Doesn't have a sequel. Uh, we watched, I mean, that's, those are like the standard kind of like school movies in quotes. There was one time I took a math class in high school where a bunch of people were gone for like some other group field trip. And so the teacher was just like, here's some busy work and I'm going to put on a movie and it, but if you're watching the movie and not doing the work, I'm going to turn it off. And then they just put on Last Crusade and it was really cool. That's great. It wasn't even educational. They just put on Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. I remember we watched Some of All Fears at one point. <laughs> and then in Spanish, one time we watched Lion King. But in Spanish. <laughs> it's weird, because like one time in an English class, we watched Debbie Does Dallas. And I just was like... Yeah, they were uh, wanting to teach you about uh, alliteration. The next review comes from Dalton B, who gave this one star. Recently, my roommate offered me 20 bucks to rewatch this movie with him. I said no. End of review. What? That's a sad relationship. Where it's like, hey, I'll pay yeah. you $20 to watch The Core with me. <laughs> I... I'm so alone. I will give you $20 to watch watch the core core with me. The fuck? Okay. Our last review comes from Bob B, uh, who I didn't get the star rating from it, but I'm pretty sure it was two and a half stars, I believe, or three and a half. The core was a great disaster movie, but predictable and not enough acting in your review. I wouldn't say anything about this movie is predictable. (laughs) It's kind of, I think watching it as an adult and as someone who clocks things in movies uh, it, it wasn't subtle about like we have to section off damaged compartments and Serge bringing up his family like he might as well have also been two days away from retirement right, yeah yeah that's more the predictability not like this person sat down wrote out the plot on a piece of paper put it in an envelope and sealed it and when the movie was over they like had a friend open it and it was like earth geo yeah, yeah and i'd say so i think like with movies like this 
the suspense is not if they're going to save the planet, like, or not. Right. It's if they're all going to survive, right? Or, or if anyone... <laughs> but if, I mean, even if, then... If I... anyone's going to survive. I think it's like, is this a suicide mission or is yeah. it a... Or does anyone make it out? Sure. Right. But man, just not enough acting in this it's one. Not enough acting. I hear that, Hollywood? More acting in your movies. This movie only has Aaron Eckhart, Hilary Swank, and Stanley Tucci in it. And also Bruce Greenwood and the guy who plays Braz and... DJ Qualls. The guy who plays the general and DJ Qualls and... But just not enough acting. Yeah. Just not enough. Yeah. I miss Serge, the guy who plays Serge also. Yes. Can we talk about DJ Qualls? What do you think about that character? I mean, that was just DJ Qualls' character back then. Yeah. And I mean, he was basically the same character in The New Guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he was kind of the proto... In the roles he played, he was kind of felt like a proto Ryan Reynolds. Like if you look at like um, um, Van Wilder and stuff like, maybe he was like the everyman Ryan Reynolds. Okay, like that's probably a better comparison. He was the more hapless Ryan Reynolds character, like because he had a lot of movies that were a similar kind of um, teen sex romp, but he wasn't as handsome as Ryan Reynolds, and so he was just the more hapless version. Yeah, he was still quippy and snarky and stuff like that. I yeah, I don't know. I I have. Never thought about or cared that much about Rat before. Um, I do think about the thing where he blew into gum paper into a cell phone mm. and got him free long distance for life. I've thought about that regularly my entire <laughs> life of just like, what even was that? The thing that the core has burned into the back of your, your memory is uh, uh, that scene. The core has burned its entirety into my memory. Yeah. I am the core. This is my kung fu. And it is strong. I hate that line so much. I don't know why. That whole speech he does just always i'm like oh why it's just very cringy from like yeah. a now perspective because like when you think about like oh like he was kind of, he's like a proto like like a dark web person right like i mean he probably started for yeah yeah that's that's what i'm saying i think it like he's kind of like a proto for channer um but Jesus. like real chaos monster <laughs> anyway <laughs> Do you have any... It's my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card. Chaos Monster. Yeah, and it looks exactly like DJ Qualls, which is weird. That's the last tomato, so let's... Go ahead, Madison. Get drinking. Mike? Yeah? Are you ready to get wet? Oh, yeah, I think so. Thanks for asking. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's go. Let's go. go I'll put the theme song in right here now, okay? Okay. (laughs) All right, here we go. Sweet. Dude, what's mine say? All right. It's a weird. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's just. It's a weird one this week. I had to think outside of the box and I'm not really looking forward. So it doesn't come from a box. I'm not looking. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I would say lean into the weird. All right. Go ahead and chug it for me. Okay. Um, I think you should describe what I'm doing for sure. Okay. Okay. Madison has a very small cup. Looks like a, a shot glass of some fashion. It is opaque. What was the color of the liquid? Because, oh, there's a second glass now. A second very small glass. Ugh. I see. So these were these were drank separately. Ugh. Okay, so for my first question, I'm going to go for my non-yes or no question. Okay. Was that the same drink in two small glasses or two separate liquids? It was two separate liquids. Okay. Would you say that this liquid is the urine of some kind of mythical beast? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so... Ooh, is it Robitussin? It is not Robitussin. And vodka. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I would die. <laughs> See, one of them was very... I don't know. I, I'm thinking too hard about this. Is it salt water and tap water? <laughs> it is not. Is it two flavors of the same thing? It is not. Is it gin and 7-Up? So, shot of gin and then a shot of 7-Up. It is not. Is it toilet water Ugh. and syrup? Ugh. No, I was getting my re- my picture clue. Uh, Go ahead and send me the picture okay. clue. It's very similar to a previous clue. Okay, so uh, for the listener, this is a picture of dill pickles from Regrets. <laughs> so, uh, what do you drink with that? Was one of these alcoholic? Mm-hmm. I am drinking a pomplamousse for Lacroix right now to get the taste out of my mouth. So that is not, that is not part of that's not an O'Fish Madison liquids. Are you googling? Maybe. We never said that wasn't allowed. That's true. Is this? Were you drinking a pickle, a pickleback shot? Michael Knoll, you have won Madison's liquids. So, for for the listeners, I'm not going to Google. Like, if I see the color, I'm not going to Google based off of color. But I nailed it. I got it narrowed down to a cocktail that I was unfamiliar with, so I don't feel too bad about looking for that sure. up. For the listeners, a pickleback shot is um, a, like 1.5 ounces of Irish whiskey of a shot. You drink mm-hmm. that, and then you drink 1.5 ounces of pickle juice. It was, I, I'm not a, I love pickles. I do not like drinking pickle juice. I've never had one of these before, and I probably would never have one again. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to have them next time I'm in Chicago. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, you have to, because I'm, I'm going to have one prepared for you, because you won Madison's Liquid. That's right. So right now, uh, I'm getting a Miller High Life, a Pompel Moose LaCroix, and a Pickleback shot. Yeah. Uh, we'll do like a not a live stream episode but we'll like sit down we'll watch a movie maybe and record watching the movie while i drink all of these liquids and i'll drink them with you like we'll have them we'll have them lined up sure we can have a we can have a showcase of like we can drink all the liquids that have ever, ever been madison's liquids all right jesus that's, uh well you're sufficiently wet mike so um i think it's time for should we get into I think it we should get into it. i think we should dive in deep in to the core how deep um how deep we talking uh, Five foot by five foot hole dug by Stanley Yelnats. Uh, we talking uh, mantle deep. Buy a guy dinner first. Okay, so let me get a timer going okay. here. Okay, our time starts now. So, do you have any ideas for this? I don't really have anything substantial. Like, my idea was like, okay, so what if the nukes that they did they used mm-hmm. like caused some adverse effect um, to um, like the not the um rotation of the earth but the revolution of the earth mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's okay that was, that was kind of that I was have... kind of my idea like or maybe if they go into the core of another planet like what if they go to the core of the sun or something like that which isn't a planet it's a star but you get what i mean i have i think your first idea ties neatly into my idea uh which is that when they set off the nukes over time the core has actually started spinning faster oh, okay which apparently can actually make the Earth spin faster over mm-hmm. time. And there are some effects, like the gravity becomes less. Um, like, I was looking at some effects. We can still do a disaster, so they have to go back and slow the core down. Got it, got it. And you know what the best thing about making a uh, sequel to the science movie is that the science is so bad, we can basically do whatever the fuck we want and just make shit up. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Well, because Zimsky talks about how it's like a ripple effect. All right, fine. Look, look. 
have to use wave interference, okay? Because one explosion won't do it. Think about stones in a pond. You drop a large stone into a pond, you get a big splash, and then that's it. It's over. But drop a smaller stone, wait until the ripples weaken, then drop another and another and another and another and fluid dynamics 101. The ripples reinforce each other in geometric progression. I was just like, okay, well then what if they just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger? And now it's like maybe modern day and they're starting to realize the earth is spinning too fast because the core is spinning too fast. Yeah. Yeah. What if it's sort of, you know how they're like saying that the, at the very end of the movie, the planet was healing itself or whatever, Mm -hmm. which was ridiculous. No, that's science fact. Science fact. Um, the planet's healing itself now that it's, uh, it's tummy's better. Um, and going off of what you you were saying like i do you think like when it's healing itself do you think it is like overdoing it like it healed itself it, it took itself to 100 percent again then it kept going and it's like 101 107 114 like, yeah that's like, what i'm thinking is that just like at the beginning it was pretty imperceptible that, that the core was spinning faster because how do they monitor that and then how do we like eventually it's like oh actually i think the earth is spinning faster like we've just been noticing like days are getting shorter and they're not like because you know in like winter or whatever day gets shorter and it's like but every summer when we come back we're still losing like a minute here and a minute there and like now we're losing much more time quickly and it's because the earth the core is just spinning so fast at this point what do we think it's um doing like what do we think it would cause on like the the crest side do like i would think storms right or something i would think a lot of storms like i actually have an article here about what would happen if the earth started spinning faster there would be a feel like constant jet lag because like your body internal clock isn't able to keep up yeah with the the time shifts quote for our bodies it would be like daylight savings time on crack we'd have stronger hurricanes that's what i was thinking oceans would actually start to like the water would pull up towards the shore because of centrifugal force so like the quote they use is water world but it would just be like massive flooding as the water is just like being pushed by physics up um into cities and onto the shore this is disastrous Uh, earthquakes what if it was spinning so fast like like this is like the initial things that are happening like all these disasters and something and everything but Mm -hmm. it's spinning so fast that it's eventually gonna like go too fast for itself and it's gonna break apart and then like just it like eventually explodes it it like folds in on itself maybe like mm-hmm. the plates like go too fast so like if there's like a a single air in it it'll just like shift them like on top of each other and then just oh fall yeah apart. exactly like i also there's a thing because it's spinning so fast like i said gravity would start to decrease so people would start to like float away which i think could be kind of an interesting like yes thing for the horror movie uh, or disaster movie rather so those are the ones that i found i think we should we got about nine minutes left we should maybe focus on the plot and then we can dig into like yeah, yeah, what yeah, exact yeah. disaster scenes happen but i feel like we should maybe get into what happens in the movie beyond that at least get the frame built yeah so um, do we think it's uh beck and um keys again keys right joshua keys and uh rebecca childs but she goes by Beck, beck yeah. in the yeah. film 
uh, yeah, I, I'd like to get him back for this. I think it would be kind of fun, especially it would also mirror Zimsky, like his story mm-hmm. of he built Project Destiny and that's what caused the problem. And now he's part of the team to f- like fix it. I think there's a sort of narrative parallel of having the two crew members who did the first thing. And again, it wasn't like they did a bad thing. They were like starting the core. It just so happens because they had to improvise a system. Yeah. It ended up backfiring. Cool. Um, um, so I would like to get them back. I had an idea that maybe DJ Qualls is back as well. And this time he wants to go with yeah. them. He's like, no, I'm going That's, in or whatever. I don't know why they would need a hacker at the center of the earth, but maybe he could hack the planet. Yeah. Oh, we should do hackers some fucking day. Uh, we are going to. Oh, okay. Let's uh, come up with the solution. I think we need to come up with the plan. Um, and then we can kind of build the, right. the plot around it. I mean, they have to slow the cord down. Yeah. So do we think they want to do the same mission, but they want it to go the other way? <laughs> like, <laughs> No, I feel like it's mostly we need to figure out some dumb reason, some dumb way to slow down the molten core of the Earth and not let's get it spinning the other direction. So do we think like cold or something like that? Like, like, hmm. um, interesting, like something like that would cool down the core of the planet so it stops spinning so fast. So, like, some of the core of the Earth hardens or get, becomes thicker or something. Or maybe, like, is there some sort I of see. added... You know how, like, if you add corn yeah. starch to a sauce, it makes it thicker? So, like, <laughs> what? what if, like, they add something to the, the core to make it thicker so it slows down? Hey, real quick, let me... Uh, okay, Google, what's the thickening agent for molten lava? It's got nothing. I broke it. That actually, one other thing, that is something with the Earth spinning faster, we would lose uh, satellites in geosynchronous orbit. So, like, communications, weather radar, weather weather radar. Jesus, you might have thought I just took a whiskey shot. Um, Like, all that stuff's also gone at some point. And so, like, the internet's down. Maybe that's why that's yeah. like why DJ Qualls is so invested. <laughs> it's like he's like I can't do anything. <laughs> or maybe it's I'm gonna start the inner net. Yeah, the inner the inner core net. <laughs> Don't say inner core. Inner core. That's inner core. Inner core. So what if that's a different part of the net? Because the internet's mm-hmm. down, and so is like a lot of wireless communication. Like he has to be working on the ship just to keep them like connected to the crust right mm-hmm. i think yeah. i think that's a good idea and then we'll, we'll add another crew okay. member at some point but um yeah yeah yeah. um so cold to like kind of cool it down so it's a thicker substance isn't bad i like the cornstarch analogy I, I imagine we're gonna have a similar food uh, analogy like oh session sure with, with probably keys yeah, Aaron Eckhart's character putting cornstarch in something to making it thick or something like yeah. or, or something that's vic- viscous to to thick. Okay, so that's the plan. They're going to make the core more viscous. So what's is it like? The they show up at Key's classroom again. He's doing the trumpet experiment again, and he he still doesn't finish it. They oh, interrupt yeah. him again. So we still never understand <laughs> yeah, what it's... the other rock is or what the effect of his lesson is. Actually, I like the idea that he like he blows into the limestone is like now as we move on to and then he looks up and it's like waiting for him to be to be interrupted like maybe this is just a bit he does every time now he goes okay so now we move on to and we get to the next kind of rock he's like and we're gonna blow into it's like and they're at the door this time like but he kind of looks up waiting for them to be there because what if it's the same classroom and he looks up at the door that they came in before Mm -hmm. and uh he's like okay we're gonna continue and then he like okay this is the next rock and then like we hear the cough and Mm -hmm. then 
they're actually at the door behind him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's a good visual. Okay, so they come for him then there. I mean, I assume, are we rebuilding the ship or do they have a ship? Like, because obviously they had the pot, like the command module of the first Virgil. So would they have maybe rebuilt a ship in case they needed to go back? I mean, the government's not just going to sit on this technology. Yeah, right. So there's going to be another ship. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to, they basically took all of Brax's, um, Brax, Braz. right? Braz. Braz. They basically took all of Braz's, like, mm-hmm. research and Zemsky's and, like, took it to the government. And then they're doing, like, secret experiments to, like, build mm-hmm. new ships and stuff like that just in case. Mm-hmm. Because they just really weren't prepared for anything like this. So in case it happened again. Should we do this where it's like a bigger ship and it's more like it's more of like a spaceship you would see in like Star Wars or whatever, where there's like bigger rooms. There's like a central area where people walk and talk like that kind of thing. It's not the cramped kind of subway like sedan that we had. It'll be like an alien type ship. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, from the movie Alien, not an alien ship. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. So maybe Beck has been working with them on this because she's like the only person mm-hmm. with experience piloting ships like this. Maybe they like re reassigned her from NASA and she's been working with them. So because she, she's probably going to be commander of this ship. So it makes sense if she's been with yeah. them for a while. Just for the sake of adding some like suspense or drama, like let's say Beck and Keys had like a little bit of a falling out mm-hmm. because the government has basically stolen. What was his name again? Braz. Braz's and Zimsky's work. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. And have been using it for a secretive means. And like Keys is not cool with it. And neither is Beck really. But like it's sort of, well, if we can prevent this happening again, like or something In, like um, that. Civil War, Marvel Civil War, uh, rather Captain America Civil War, um, Scarlet Witch says like, you know, as long, if, as long as we can keep one hand on the wheel, we have some control. So I think her thought was like, if I say no, then it's out of everyone's control. But if I'm in, I can kind of like help nudge them in, away from the destructive directions. Yeah, for um, sure. Though I do like the idea that he's come in as like the old expert. Like he's like, I haven't talked to any of you since, you know, 2000. Uh, was yeah. it 2001? Yeah, I think yeah, so. 2001. I haven't talked to any of you since the early 2000s for good reason. And I don't want to be here and I don't want to work with like the government about this, but I have to. Especially since we'll have yeah. some new new cast members as well. It can kind of be like, he's the old grizzled, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to draw a parallel from a different movie, but I can't think of one off the top of my head where they like. Maybe it's sort of like um, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And in, uh, Independence Day, where he's kind of screwed over by um, That's true. The, pow- the powers that be. Maybe mm-hmm. something like that. That's a good uh, one. Yeah, he's that guy. Like He's just brought in and he knows all of them, but he doesn't like, I haven't talked to any of you in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, 2001 was 20 years ago. Yep. I'm old, Madison. I feel like butter spread over too much bread. Or my favorite yeah. joke, I'm old, Gandalf. I'm spread thin. Like, or one book over three movies. That's funny. I feel like all we really need at this point is disasters that happen on the crust, things that come between them and the core, the Earth geode mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the field of diamonds and all of that. And then the plan. Like, what Like what are they doing to thicken the core? And that's yeah. pretty much job done. I mean, we could talk about character to arcs and stuff, but yeah, I think like the meat of it is going to be like the journey there and like what they're going to like interact mm-hmm. with. Um, Absolutely. So let's say as far as the additive, like it's mm-hmm. some sort of it's literally cornstarch for the core, right? The core 
fluid mm-hmm. magma or whatever it is mm-hmm. and it's sciency it's probably made of metal right like it's like some sort of thickening agent metal mm-hmm. that is a different consistency than the actual magma i think that's probably enough for us to explain away like the science of it right mm-hmm. and maybe the person who developed maybe uh-huh. the person who developed this is the next maybe is the next crew member I have, I'm going to pitch something. It's a little dumb, but it, it might be too I, stupid for what we're going for. I have a very dumb thing to talk about later, so go right for it. What if they developed some kind of, and this is the word I'm going to use it, I don't mean it literally, like an unobtainium sponge type something. They're going to drop those in because they'll soak up some of the like the magma, <laughs> but they'll remain buoyant and also just like slow it down because now there's like some chunks yeah. in there helping keep keep things slowed down. That's pretty good. And it it goes to like a um a suggestion that I have for like one mm-hmm. of the crewmates is okay. SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a huge man made of sponge. Um, <laughs> it's a guy um, who just refuses to take off a King's Island appropriate full SpongeBob SquarePants like crew outfit. Um, we just drop him in and it's done. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> What if one of the crew members is one of the old scientists that worked with, what was his name? Brack? Braz. Braz. I keep thinking of Drax from Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> I've built a ship that can go to the Earth's core. I was thinking maybe it's Braz, like a, mm-hmm. a previous assistant of Braz who continued his research independently mm-hmm. of uh, the government. Or maybe it's one of his like kids or something. I was thinking kid. Yeah. For me, I think we want Aaron Eckert and Hillary Swank and DJ Qualls to be the oldest members of the crew. Like, we can have old people older than them, like, on the ship or whatever. Like, the you know, the faceless people in Star Trek with clipboards yeah, yeah. for people to sign. We can have older people there. And we can even get um, the actress who played uh, Stick, the ground control person. We can have her back, too. I'm just thinking when it comes to the, the main cast that's the crew of the Virgil 2, I think... We want them to be younger than Aaron Eckert and Hilary Swank, probably. Yeah, 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 for sure. So it could be the son or daughter mm-hmm. or child of Beck Breck Braz. Braz. <laughs> now, so I have the word. I have the names Becks. I have the word Draz, and I have the word Braz mm-hmm. <laughs> in my head. So who plays this this um, child? Who is this child? Uh, <laughs> when and we're saying child, it's probably someone that's like in their 30s right or yeah, like i mean, in, at, at I mean who point. is this child of brass not who is this yeah, baby yeah, yeah. child that we're putting in this movie yeah yeah i have an idea let me see. i just don't know so this child would have been born probably around the 90s or 2000s if they're going to be a little younger or they're going to be younger rather than um bex and keys and all of them what if uh letitia wright okay i'm fine uh, with that yeah yeah, uh, who played uh, Black Panther Shuri. Mm-hmm. Right. She was also Nanette LaVroom in Speed Racer 2, The Racing War. Oh, there we go. Cool. So. So, yeah, so. Uh, I like it. I think that's you, good. Yeah. What do we think her name is in this? And it cannot Brax. be. Like, it cannot be Brax. <laughs> uh, Brax 2. Her name's Virgil. He, he just called everything Virgil. What if her name's Ariel? Ariel? Yeah. Okay. Is there a reason? No, it's just kind of like Virgil. 
Okay. You threw that out there like there was some kind of like, ah, oh, in, in the myths, Ariel is blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure well, Jackson thinking... will at me about how this is ap- or applicable. But Well, I was actually thinking of like the Tempest and like Ariel oh, sure. and the Tempest. Um, mm-hmm. But I realized like, oh, like Virgil's not from Shakespeare. So. <laughs> but that's fine. I'm okay with Ariel. Yeah. Ariel um, Brazelton cool. is a pretty cool yeah. name, to be honest. So. And everyone just calls her Brass. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Cool. Do we need anyone else on this journey? Like, what do we? I think, think we need like... a few other people. I mean, we've got keys. We need somebody who's familiar with. I mean, we probably need at least another Earth scientist, geologist, yes. or seismologist, or something. Like, we need mm-hmm. another scientist there, one so that they can like fact check each other and bounce off like bounce science ideas off each other. Um, yeah. And two, it just feels weird if the crew is Ariel, Keys, Beck, and then Rat. <laughs> Like, that's the yeah. crew. What if it's, like, a chemist? Like, like okay. someone who, like, is talking about elements and, like, stuff like sure. that. Like, who do we think they are in relation to? Do we think they're, like, a no one? Like, they're just, like, a completely new Yeah, person? I think it's, like, maybe we open with them, actually, when we open the movie. And they get recruited while doing a chemistry experiment mm-hmm. with a trumpet. And they're brought in. Like, they're a POV character for this. Just because I like the idea of... I, I don't want to kind of fall into the J.J. Abrams Star Wars trap of just, we got to get the same eight people in, in, yeah, with a hand yeah, on yeah. the ball on this plot. I want to do, like, if we're going to do this, I do like the idea of bringing in some other new people without it all being tied into, like, oh, it's Zim- Zimsky's nephew or whatever. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, we can do something else. And so I like having a no-name kind of... It also lends into yeah. the everyday heroism of some like people who are... They see that this is happening and... They doing what they can. Who do we think that plays that person? And are they? And we think they come from Aaron Eckhart's class or something like that. Like they're see, like I a, wanted. To, a, I think entirely separate. I don't think they're connected okay. to anyone involved at all. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't. We don't need to tie them in somehow to the previous. So I think this is whole cloth, a new character. They've Got never it. heard of Aaron Eckhart's character. I mean, other than the the news leak that Rat did. Like sure. they're they're entirely separate. Got it. Okay. Who do you think plays this character? That's always the question, isn't it? For the visual. Oh, I know. Uh, give me a sec to find out his name. Yeah, so the actor who played um, Zack in the new Power Rangers film, the 2017 Power Rangers film, Ludi Lin, I think he'd be kind of cool for this. I, I haven't really seen him in much else. That's not to say he doesn't done anything else, but I think he'd be good at it. He played a pretty kind of goofy character in power rangers uh so i might be cool to see him do something a little more serious cool i'm down with that sweet we have our team i think that's enough yeah Um, we don't need a big team because we've got incidental characters we can kind of throw in as we need to as well like yeah yeah sure so let's go over roles again aaron eckhart is the experienced geologist and also terranaut yeah yeah terranaut um as is like um bex uh who Mm -hmm. is the pilot Mm-hmm. Um, I would think she need, maybe need a co-pilot just in case okay. like because it was like the same thing from before right like they needed a backup right mm-hmm. um, just in case because she's the only one who can drive this ship sure I mean that would be a new character then to add that would be a new character you could add a robot if we really want to get into like <sighs> I, I don't think so I think that's outside the realm of what the core is about okay yeah we'll, we'll figure that out and then we have rat who is communications Mm-hmm. Maybe they need constant communication so they know how to, like, just so they know the status of mm-hmm. everything, right? 
we have the person who invented the thickener, mm-hmm. which is Ariel mm-hmm. Brax. Braz. But uh <laughs> to look on your face you were so not confident but you were like i'm gonna get it this time i'm gonna get it this time i'm gonna get it so yeah i think uh, that works and then we have the co-pilot okay so let's start what's something that they encounter on their way down so i have a weird thing is it mole men it's kind of like mole men what is it i was gonna say like so what if the nuclear fission you know like if we mm-hmm. went a little apocalyptic with it okay and it caused some like mutation and they're huh. like magna men or something like like i was thinking like something like or rock men or yeah basically mole men i was thinking that or it caused some sort of like some sort of parasite or okay. something sort of like uh the the robot things look like in the matrix uh sequels, okay. you know something like that i that's a lot yeah like this sort of magma squid like that's kind of what I'm thinking. No, a magma no. squid. I can't. Um, I can't co-sign on a magma squid. That was my idea. Like of just like things that they encounter. So that was your one idea. That's my one idea. Well, I don't want them to like launch them into like a pocket geode again. Um, right. Obviously, they find the hollow earth. I like the idea of like things that they encounter are things that were caused by the nuclear reaction. Like you know, like like just to give us yeah, like, I mean, some new stuff. You know, to some extent, um, though, the, the nuclear reaction is not going to have reached mm-hmm. as high up. Like, that's what I mean. I'm talking before they get sure. to the core. Like, we're working our way down. So, like, once we get closer, I'm OK with, like, giant earthworms that were mutated by nuclear was, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, like, stuff like that, I'm more OK with, like, the ramifications of that. I'm talking, like, like at the level of Earth geode where the nuclear radiation wouldn't have reached. What are we dealing with now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if because of I'm trying to think of like a minefield sort of or something like that, Mm. Uh, because because the core is basically a space movie, but inside the Earth. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, what if there are chunks of metal, maybe, Mm. um, and the ship that they use gets super magnetized and is attracting metal and it's like hooking onto the ship weighing them down causing their inertia to go down like i think that's something kind of cool right like yeah i don't know what the science is behind that but fuck it this isn't a science movie well but also arguably if the earth is spinning faster and the core is spinning faster the electromagnetic field is stronger and reaching from so it's i would say that we could argue that like oh the ship got too magnetized before we came down based off of the spinning and so now we're attracting or as they're getting closer the magnetation magnetization the magnetization magnetization uh (laughs) of the brass uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the magnetization of the ship is getting stronger, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's causing whatever these metal spikes or something that are flying off. Maybe there's like debris like flying off of the core or something like that. Did you say debris? I said debris. I should say debris. <laughs> I'm going to take it again. Half, no, no, it stays. Halfway down, they have to give Rat a bris. Rat a bris. Uh, that's how I that's how I talk. I imagine the words in my head and I just that's say fine. them how they're spelled. That's okay. Uh, I just I <laughs> You got a problem with that Mike? Okay, I like that. Arguably. So here's the thing. I know we talked about Okay, I have a new idea. 
I know we're, I'm kind yeah. of retconning a lot of things we already talked about. What if the idea is they've built this bigger ship? And because of the magnetization, the molten core is like nickel and iron and metal they've established. What if they've also built in escape pods? The idea is they're going to fly the big ship down. It's going to continue to circle at a fixed speed. And because it's magnetized, it's going to pull the core with it. So they're going to be able to basically manage how fast the core is going. They're going to jettison out with the escape pods. Okay. I feel like that fits more in the line of the science, in quotes, that the original movie did with like it's stupid but it's not quite as ridiculous as unobtainium sponges yeah i don't know i still like the thickener though i, I like that idea i think it's i, I think know it's great but I, I what if what if they have to drop the thickener on the way out as well <laughs> i just i don't know if that works madison i know you wanted a food analogy i do want a food analogy i mean we could talk about stand mixers versus stirring with a spoon i don't think so i think the other one's funner more fun all right, if, if I agree if I agree to the, the thickener, can we stick with the magnetized ship being yeah. like used manually? Okay. What if it's the ship is in your idea surviving the core, right? It's staying down yeah. there forever. So they built it and it's gonna stay down there forever at a constant like a speed that they can control. And so if it starts to speed up, they can slow the ship down to keep the flow going at the cool. correct speed. And then they're going to get into basically the ship from the first one. And just mm -hmm. jettison back yeah. out and come home. Okay. Like they're trying to get the ship in place to act as like a control. I have a happy medium. Okay. So what if... The ship is made of thickener? Yes. Um, <laughs> what if the the ship is like a thing controlling the magnetization, but it's actually just a giant magnet. And the escape pods, they have like smaller pods. Mm -hmm. And those pods have loads of some sort of metal okay. that the ship being a super magnet is controlling so if they're controlling the ship they're controlling where those balls are getting pulled I you see. know so sure. okay and it's the balls moving uh, okay. in response to the ship that is slowing yeah the that's core good. down that's good does that make sense so it's not a thickener but they are still dumping something into the core yeah. and then controlling the movement so then we'll say that um braz's daughter ariel developed the the balls basically the, like balls. the, the, the thickening balls i think the balls and the agent and and the magnet i why not like i think that works in more in line with what the original film tried to do science yeah. wise yeah it also gives them reason this is more a more permanent solution where they can control yeah, exactly. this thing and that's the main reason I, I wanted to kind of switch with that is this is something yeah. that they now can like we don't need to come back because we'll have something here already that yeah. we can manually control and what if that gives more reason to rat um because he's establishing the connection with mm -hmm. the ship oh absolutely and keeping keeping it alive mm-hmm and firewalls as well. I and mean. firewall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not. So it can't be hacked or controlled, right? Exactly. By yeah. anyone. So I think that's good. So more things as far as the um, the things that they experience. I like the um, the magnetization of the ship um, mm -hmm. and the being bombarded by metal. I think that works. Um, we need something like, do they get thrown off course somehow? I mean, I know they're heading straight down to the course. So it's not a big deal, but like, I think the idea of like, we have a very specific course plotted based on the way the ship mm -hmm. is built and the MRI technology that we've been able to use. We can, we've actually like kind of mapped a course 
through yeah. the core based on what we can see now that we have all this stuff and we've had, you know, 20 years to yeah. improve on it and all that. And so now they're thrown off course. So they're kind of, what if everything is spinning faster than they initially think, um, sort of sure. like they realize, um, halfway through the movie, it's just like, Oh, this plan isn't going to work because mm-hmm. the core is thinner than we thought. And so, uh, as they are getting closer, they didn't think about it spinning faster. So it actually moves the, Kind of like, you know, when you're in the ocean Mm -hmm. and like you go out and you think you're walking straight, but you actually are walking like diagonal and you like end up like so far over. Uh, Yeah. Uh, You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And Um, this also ties in with um, back at the beginning, the rocket coming in off trajectory mm -hmm. because of whatever the fluctuations of the electrical layer. All that fancy science talk, I know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. So they get off course. How do they correct it, do you think? Oh, I don't do think, think they do. I think that that's maybe how we get into some of the predicaments is because they were like, we found it. Like, we know that we're going to have a straight shot at it and nothing's going to be like, there's no diamonds. There's no geodes. There's nothing. Like, it's a straight, clean shot in we're out. It's done. But because it's spinning so fast and something, maybe something else happens. Like I'm thinking some of the metal that that gets attracted to them blocks one of the like lasers. And so it veers them diagonally off course as well. Like they're in uncharted waters. Like they don't know where they are and there's stuff that they can't account for now in their way. A fun thing as far as like the um, lasers, like Mm -hmm. what if their laser gets half clogged, kind of like you said, Mm -hmm. and to do the circle or to like use it they have to do like a barrel roll to like to like make a hole. They have to try harder with a a laser that's working within within 40%. So they have to kind of like carve a okay. way out instead of just okay. blasting a way out. Sure. I think that's kind of that's kind of a fun thing. Sure. And are we going to be killing people? Like I haven't the, decided. The, yeah, that's the thing. Like I don't think like it has to be like a a knocking them down sort of thing like oh there's right. one there's the other then then and there's now we have only two people but maybe there's like a sort of her- hero moment um mm-hmm. at some point uh for some of the characters what if it's like what's a conflict because there's so much conflict within the characters you know like is do we think there's a betrayal like Ooh. what if like the chemist person is actually like a plant from like another like I was... nation or something like that I was just thinking of suggesting we could have a B story where somebody's trying to hack the ship. And so that's something for Rat to also mm. kind of be doing is he's trying to like counter hack or fend off this breach. Um, That'd be a fun like side story or like or at least another like thing that's interfering with the mission that um, mm-hmm. adds a little more story. What, who, would, who do we think would be? I'm not sure. I, what I'm thinking, though, is that like I don't know if we need a plant from a gov- another government agency at this point. Only because they're trying to save everyone. Like if this was a treasure hunt or they were trying to get, you know, something like a secret or knowledge, then I'd understand maybe that. But like, I don't know if I would want to sabotage a ship that's going down to the core of the planet to um, save me. So what you're saying is alien ship, actual alien ship this time. Aliens are hacking the shit the <laughs> oh no no i'm fine. i'm saying like somebody might be trying to hack it for information i'm just saying yeah. if one of them's actually a, like a traitor that makes less sense to me for them to reveal themselves now okay. and, and sabotage the mission that's saving the planet so the point of rat is to 
institute this firewall and everything mm-hmm. and every, like to make sure that only let's say the un controls this yeah. thing right since we instituted that so it's a certain person or like group or like nation that wants to control this or maybe it's like a terrorist group or something or i don't know what do you think what if they don't know that rat is like actually working for the un it's like a nonpartisan like group that's going to be in charge of this they don't know that they think he's working like with the u.s government whatever so he's being real suspicious with stuff They're like hey i don't have access to these files like, oh sorry it must be my bet but like obviously it seems like he's maybe is a traitor and it turns out he's just got a secret mission like from the un like that's the idea is no one nation should hold this yeah the power yeah. of this i think that could work to also draw some tension because i mean based off of rat's history and like where they got him from and all of that yeah. i think it's a very short walk for them to just not trust him once he starts getting a little sketchy but re- in reality he's doing the noble thing i like that Cool. I think, I mean, Beck and Keys are pretty obvious. They can hash out their bullshit. They yeah. fuck. I mean, that's a question. Do they get together? Because that was not a, that never really happened in the first one, even though there was a surprising amount of sexual tension in the core. Yeah, there was. I think, I don't think they do. I don't want to force a relationship because, like, I, I yeah. think there were deleted scenes of the yeah. core that there was a relationship there but they did not it really feels like it now as a kid i was like wow they just didn't go for that huh that's wild like i really thought they would now as an adult i'm watching it and there's a scene at the end where he figures out some way to get power for the ship and she kisses him and it's not a romantic kiss it is very much like oh i could kiss you but it also feels very comfortable like this is something that they've been doing for a while like i don't know it's weird but i agree with you i think there was a cut romance plot there's a whole moment um once they actually like survive and they're on the bottom of the ocean and they're mm-hmm. like shit we have no power um and she's like oh like so we have no power uh no one can find us we have no mm-hmm. way of doing anything like to save us and we may have this time amount of time to live so what should we do and then he's like give me a moment i literally thought the next scene was them going to be having sex like because yeah. it's just like it's like we're gonna die let's fuck <laughs> like, i really thought like, once they found the ship and it cut to the inside and they're talking about like what they're gonna do when they go back i really figured that they were going to be half naked like like yeah, they had yeah, just yeah, been yeah. fucking the whole time yeah yeah because it's like we're gonna die right um, yeah well there's literally nothing else to do here and we obviously want it bad from each other so like we might as well just fuck yeah it's the fifth element ending right like they're having sex yeah. in the pod I mean, it's a every James Bond ending ever also. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a big orgy at the end of the movie. Yeah, basically, yeah. that's yeah, it. That's and right. the, they have an orgy at the core. Uh, a corgy. I did it. A corgy. <laughs> did we finish it? I don't remember if we finished it or not. No, we're not done yet. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think, look, here's the thing. I think that that's pretty simple. They reconcile at least. Yeah. And what do we do about Braz's daughter? Does she have anything yeah. maybe she doesn't like her dad and it's like coming this is like a coming to terms with like his legacy like not that he was she's like oh my god he's misunderstood and i was wrong i love him it's like it sucked and he wasn't a great dad but his technology saved the world twice so like i don't know i don't want to just like cast off her she has to be fine with it having a crap dad and not liking yeah. him but i think that just like a a certain tete-a-tete of just like oh okay in the grand scheme this is what that accomplished. And like, I see the value of that still doesn't mean I'm like, think he's super great. Yeah. Well, and he like 
kind of died a hero, right? And like exactly. she like, doesn't see like she she didn't see the worth of that. It's like oh he there could have been a way or something or like it wasn't really a thing in the first movie of him having mm-hmm. any family. They didn't mention right. it at all. Like we're inventing that for this, but to sort of foil the uh, what was Serge's Surge, character? Yeah. You know, like the his whole thing was about his family or whatever it's like oh you mean he didn't think about us at all like his whole life was this like ship and like this like his technology like his family wasn't us it was it was this project it was this i mean and you i mean they're near the end like you were more his family than i was and i think that also then gives the rest of them something to play off of because Aaron Eckhart and Hillary Swank were like, we will basically watched him die. Aaron Eckhart's like, I killed him. I flipped the switch, turn on the impellers that killed him. He was a great man and a hero. And I'm pissed that you're like talking shit about yeah. him. And that can be sort of, then again, they can come to a thing of like, I, yeah, I get it. Like you have legitimate grievances, like just because he was our friend doesn't mean he was the best, like, you know, like he had his flaws and faults and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think yeah. that that's something that they can then also work with against like her character as well. That's pretty good. Since we don't need a chemist so much, I think we just move Ludi Lynn's character into the co-pilot slot. That's a good um, idea. With Hilary Swank. Yeah. Initially, I thought about like, what if Ludi Lynn's character was the counter, like the hacker or like mm-hmm. the, the ca- like and like that's where it was going. But I don't know if there's something there, though. I don't know what Ludi Lynn's character is doing during the movie like i don't know what that... yeah i mean he's co-pilot i think he like what's one thing we can have about him as a character that then everyone else can kind of react to or against i mean he's the new guy well i was thinking about someone having like a hero moment i don't know if it's him or like if it's yeah. aaron eckhart I, I think what maybe one of the original cast has to die for some reason <sighs> I, I think know. it should be Rat only because it just feels like the tone of the movie that we're building is kind of one last job and Aaron Eckhart's uh, I'm too old and too tired like I don't want to come back to this I've already given enough for this and it's Hillary Swank like this is her career now and maybe by the end she's also kind of just like over it but it feels like having them have to shoulder one more death of a friend from the previous mm-hmm. mission seems kind of like tonally what would go with this like arguably the predictable honest ways Aaron Eckert makes the sacrifice play I just think the vibe I get off of the core and what we've been talking about is them having to kind of go on after losing yet another friend and colleague in this yeah to talk about like kind of build up the relationship between Keys and Beck um like if we Mm want to like sort of play into that like maybe maybe rat is sort of like egging them on it's just like you guys like clearly love each other right yeah. like it just like and maybe like part of his ending or whatever is making them both realize that right and i think his death works as the catalyst for them just like sitting down and talking about how tired they are you know beck i'm just so tired of this you know we did this once and it didn't make it better i mean it did but it then made it you know it happened again and i can't believe that you like you were part of this we look what we lost and you helped them steal it then she can have her bit about like well no like it wasn't the perfect choice but i was able to like get a hand on the ball do you know what they wanted to use this for and like i stopped mm-hmm. that from happening and and rat's death can be the moment where they finally have to just sit down and talk to each other that's good. I like that. And maybe there is some smooching and they fall there. They realize they're in love. I don't know, but I just feel like them having to, cause like the others will be sad, but it's not the same because yeah. they're like the last three people of this crew pretty much left alive. And another one's just gone. 
And so they have their own private moment. And that's where we can kind of hash out those differences. Uh, The idea that's coming to mind for like Rat's hero moment Mm -hmm. um, is towards the end, I think. So like these pods are going off of this ship and every single person is going to a different part of the core or whatever and dropping the the uh, the balls, the the metal Mm -hmm. balls that are like controlling the magnetism thing. The you know controlling that bullshit science thing we made up, mm-hmm. and I think maybe for some reason which we might have to come up with and continue, he uh, makes the sacrifice in that moment to okay. reprogram pods that are going out to drop these loads so they can all return to the ship, like, and he drops like the final load for whatever reason. Um, you know what I'm saying? He drops the final load. Drops the final load. You know, you know, like something like that. Like, yeah, I like the idea of him like everyone. I think there's a moment where everyone's like, no, I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do it. And then he just takes it out of control of them. What if each of them takes a pod out to drop the the metallic balls, like the, the magnet balls? The loads. Yeah. To drop their loads in the core. And God damn it. His like bay doors won't open. Uh, and so okay. he basically has to destroy his ship to get them out. But it's, it. a, it's unobtained. So he basically opens the cockpit. Got and it. then okay. the core comes in. And because now it's inside, it like disintegrates. Like the ship breaks apart and the balls are part of the stream now. But And it won't work unless all of them are there. There won't be enough. They won't have enough thickener if even yeah. one of the pods doesn't drop its final load. So he ends up having to make the hero play there by just opening the hatch on his ship to let the core in so that it can break up the ship from the inside. I love it. I have another like weird thought okay. like to just pack on to this because he's like a hacker dude like mm-hmm. what if he has like a like a legacy plan of where he uploads his like maybe he has like an ai or something like that he uploads onto the ship or something like you know like something like that like or there's some sort of like i like the idea of a of a hacker downloading themselves into the internet <laughs> it just seems like something rat would do right yeah um, i I d- that's really that again might be too far for this okay let's see let me think if there's something that we can do like again i just like the idea of a hacker uploading themselves their consciousness to the internet to continue to control things but it could be similar to the last movie where it's like telling everyone's story or something like that but we've already done that this doesn't need to be a plot that we follow it's just it's just I think it's yeah, I mean, though. I like it. I just don't see how it works without we suddenly at the at the eleventh hour introduce the fact that Rat uploaded his brain to the internet and not his brain, like he's dead, but like he right. had this sort of like system in place that if he died, then he would become the new Google or something. <laughs> I mean, that uh, that I'm okay with. He like set in motion some kind of hack. Like he did. I like the idea that he did this job so that the UN, like the UN, would have control of Virgil too, but and not like the United States or Russia, like whatever. There's no one government has control over this. I do also like that he couldn't resist using that unfettered access to do something. And it's kind of like him going back to his old ways a little bit, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Where yeah, we're in the years since, like, he's become a little more official, but, like, oh, yeah, like, Rat still exists, you know, like, and his his hacker, his hacker uh, motif is still there. So maybe the whole movie, he goes by his actual name, Theodore, or something, something, because it's more official, and at the end, he's like, call me Rat. Yeah. Welcome to Rat, Nat. 
Ratnet. I do kind of like that, actually. Cool. Maybe it's like an anti-corruption. Like, it's just like now that he had access to the UN, he's like, cool. Anytime they try to do something shitty, shady, it goes through the Ratnet and everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. That's cool with me. We still didn't figure out anything for the co-pilot to do, but I'm not too worried about it. No, I think, I don't know. I mean, I think he's kind of the new Beck. Like, he's young and smart and ambitious, and she's kind of mentoring him into, like, some of the same things that she had to learn. Not necessarily that you're not a hero till you lose, because, I mean, we've been there and we've done that. I just think it's, like, some of the things that are inherent towards Beck's personality, she's, like, sees in him and is trying to help Mm -hmm. guide him away from some of the same mistakes she made. So he does fuck Aaron Eckhart in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a whole thing. Cool. I think we kind of did it, right? Do you think that is it? Real fast. Each of us say one thing that happens on the surface for the disaster aspect. So we have like gravity lessening, day shortening, extreme jet, like hurricanes. I'm going to go with the flooding as, like I said, this centrifugal force kind of pushes the water up towards the shores. I'm going to have, I'm going to go with like just massive flooding. And you see like people in rafts, like it's not water world exactly, but it is almost like Venice where there's just a lot of floating Big boats cool. and people and like businesses and stuff. Yeah, I like the gravity thing where mm-hmm. people are floating. So I'm gonna say the Tour de France is happening, and they are. It's the the you see a bunch of bikes, and they sort of like as they're going, and as the the race is going, you see like the front leader like winning, and then they're going so fast, and then they just start lifting off of the ground, and then so does everybody else, and like. They're like they can't control, and then they like eventually fall to the ground because. Or the I mean the other thought is that like they get hit by airplanes, like they get in the way of airplanes. Yeah, something and... like that. Like it's like nobody knows how to rescue these people that are floating away. Like they're like constantly like mm-hmm. to go slow enough too, right? Like they had to go in like helicopters and like exactly, like, and even those are going to start losing. Like yeah. airplanes yeah. are still going to start floating away. Like it's but yeah, so I like that. I don't think we need a huge amount of those, um, but I think we did it yeah i think we did it too i I think we got all the disaster movie like yeah tropes and stuff and it's still fun like Mm -hmm. i think the core is the right amount of fun the right amount of like oh yeah disaster right that's why i like it is because it's goofy the the idea is goofy but they do take it somewhat seriously yeah they play it straight which i really like like the idea is like what if the core stopped okay cool we build a ship and go to it and like they took it seriously and they still had some fun with it but they weren't like oh right this is ridiculous well the science is so bad and ridiculous it's not a scary disaster movie (laughs) just like this would never happen like we would never have to do this probably yeah no i i agree totally like i it has just enough actual science when it comes to the makeup of like the core that the rest of it i just don't care like i'm fine with the rest of it but That's also personal taste. I feel like you have to just kind of be on board for what's going to happen or not. There's not really a middle ground. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and everywhere else podcasts are found, including in the center of the pit of your favorite fruit. Just crack it open, dig it out then plant it in the earth and an episode of the equalizers will grow hopefully you don't get beetlejuice 2 it only plays pest 2 fjord's fury you can always get in contact with us on facebook and twitter at the equalizers we have a gmail it is equalizers at gmail.com and our instagram is the underscore equalizers and as always we spell that e-q-u-e-l-i-z-e-r-s like in sequel like in sequel
we are saying goodbye this week to our old friend Creo. We have a new theme song. It is Two Step Strutting by the Banana Boys from their album Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them online by searching Banana Boys. They spell boys with an E-S at the end. Check out the album. It's really good. It's on Spotify, all the places you would go to find that music. Uh, From here on forward, we're going to be utilizing that club banger as our theme song. So we say goodbye to our our old friend Creo of almost 70 episodes. Uh, Mike just saluted. (laughs) Madison did not. So that tells you two types of people. All right. So Madison, next time. Mm -hmm. That's my pick. I know what's coming up after next week. You know what's coming up after next week. I wanted to bridge the gap between the core and that, so I want something kind of ridiculous, taken seriously. We're doing Howard the Duck, baby. Never seen this movie. Um, it, it's, so that's it is great. buck wild. Yeah, I, I've heard. People have told me about this movie, and technically in the Marvel Universe, right? No. This Howard the Duck is not. not. Okay. That's why we're doing it, because it's not technically a part of any... Howard the Duck is in the MCU. It is This Howard the Duck is not. This is separate from that. Okay. As okay. far as I know, like no one's established him in it yet, so we're clear. Legally, we're in the we're in the clear. So, for the equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. Phil, no duck is mine. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs>